0: Episode 19 of Flights, Football, and anything else. I'm Dave, and I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave?
1: Better than most, not as good as some. Mike, how you doing?
0: I'm doing quite well, Dave. Since you didn't stump me on the intro like you did in Episode 18, (laughs) because you played you played it according to the Hoyle, as they say. Uh, Beautiful day here in April in near Communist Michigan, and couldn't be better. 19 episodes deep where's the time gone dave
1: yeah I, I don't know it's been so much fun it seems like yesterday
0: yes it has yes it has or yes it does
1: uh either one either one will work,
0: it'll work. Who, who cares yeah uh, right on the, the pod we got kurt's daddy at Kirch daddy's second donation in thank fairness, you michael in fairness i'm a little nervous The flavors we got we will go one by one as we go. But in fairness to Mike, Mike did say he wanted me to try the first batch, which was a stellar trifecta back in episode 17. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, yes.
0: He's got got a lot of pressure on him tonight uh, to even come close to episode 17. But when we get to it, uh, we're going to lead it off with, since it should be baseball season, we should be a month deep into the baseball season right now, Dave. And – I would have already given up on my fantasy team and the Red Sox probably, oh, conservatively at least a dozen times already in the first month. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so to stay in line with the uh, baseball tradition, our first beer on tap, not literally on tap, but up for bid, and episode 19 is Peanuts and Cracker Jack, the Mitten yeah. brewing company. From Grand Rapids, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Mitten Brewing Company, six percent alcohol has thirty IBUs, untapped rating of four point zero four, which is far short of what at Kirchdaddy rated it on Untapped as he gave it the flat out first ever. Five rating.
1: Really? So, I, see, when I saw this, I'm like, this is either going to taste like shit, or it's going to be awesome. Well, that's I have nothing in between.
0: I, I think you might be right. It, I'm glad it's a, uh, it's a 12 ounce can. Uh, it's a, a robust porter. Because like you said, I mean, you know, hopefully I'm like, I'm wanting more after the 12 ounce can. But um, I, I'm just glad it's not a pint or bigger because the penis and Cracker Jack, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, ner- I'm nervous about this bad boy.
1: Did you say peanuts or penis?
0: Um, Geez, if I said penis, it's got to be a <laughs> Freudian slip.
1: How many <laughs> prepods did you have?
0: Uh, I had a big <laughs> stout by Rochester Hills. Nice. i got Rochester Mills, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and my standard three Sam Adams IPAs. Oh, okay. So yeah, this, hopefully this doesn't go Not much. Really well it's <laughs> a train wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> um, well, without further ado, let's, uh, tap the old mitten brewing companies, peanuts and crackers. Yeah. I don't care if I ever come back for it.
1: Root, root, root for the
0: Cubbies. They don't win. It's a shame.
1: Well, we should have waited till I had at least my first or second tasting, and then I could have done my best Harry Carey, which is not very good, but would have been funny. Holy cow! Oh my god, baseball fans! Yeah, see, it's horrible. I got to loosen up a little bit.
0: All right, from the definitely nom- a caramely.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna.
0: Nice it, flavor or not flavor scent the old peanut peanut butter
1: Oh yeah smells like they scooped a bunch in here ready here we go cheers
0: cheers oh huh. interesting i have a feeling this is one of those beers that I think you'd be sick to your stomach if you, if you sat down and tried to drink, you know, one after the other at it, you know, a, at a family picnic or a campfire or something, yeah. go like eight, 10, 12, 12, of them. I think you'd be sick to your stomach before. You yeah.
1: I don't think, you know, Porter or stout fans, I don't, you know, they don't hammer those. I think they're, you know, I, I would, I would say more of a, of a beer connoisseur type of a person. I mean, I don't, I, in my lifetime, I've never seen anybody you know walk in with a. Did they even make a case of 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 a porter? I mean, a, maybe a twelve. I, I' you know, hey, let's go get wrecked on some stout. I don't. I've never heard anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I've never heard of that either. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if this would come in, in a twelve pack. But
1: no, well, I'm just saying. Got,
0: yeah, it's good. It's a, a, a rich peanut butter flavor.
1: But it's not it a, what makes it good is it's not overpowering, it's there, you know, it's there, right? But it's it, you don't feel like you just uh like one of those peanut butter Cadbury eggs, you didn't just swallow one of those whole or something, and then all of a, you know you, you're sick to your stomach. It's not exactly. that at all.
0: Um, well, mm-hmm. well, as, we, as we enjoy this 12 ounce can of peanuts and cracker jack from the mitten brewing company, no free ads. Uh you <laughs> made the, the weekend, once again, in times of COVID, Dave, the NFL rushes in and saves the day.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, so what, um, kind of your draft highlights and draft WTF moments? I don't think there were too many D- WTF moments, maybe one or two.
0: Um... No, actually I I didn't think there were very many at all. And uh I didn't watch a lot of the third day bits and pieces just to see who the Bears were gonna take. Not that it mattered to me because I didn't know hardly any of the names that went off the board on that day. And obviously the Bears didn't have a pick on the first day. I think they're finally paid in full on the Trubisky and Khalil Mack deals. So next year they'll be Unless something they trade other pieces, they'll be back in business in the first round. So on the first night, it was different, obviously, and I was surprised by the lack of movement trading. I don't know if it was the just the ability to get to reach out and contact people wasn't there because I mean there was very little, if any, activity on the first night. Usually, you say, "Hey, you know, we're going to trade yards." There guys. was way more,
1: way more activity on the second night.
0: Yeah. But on the first night, even like, you know, the, you know, the bears when they drafted Trubisky, you know, they made some noise, which was bad noise as, as it is looking now. But I mean, every team kind of went and I thought the highlight of round one for me was just how in the setup they had and they, you know, they worked with what they had, but they go to the Dolphins second pick of the first round and the camera goes to Goodell's basement and Goodell's looking at his television where he had like the 10 windows where he, he was encouraging the people to boo him like they always do when he comes up, and they boo him. Right. And he says, well, the Dolphins have got uh, – Tua's <laughs> going to be happy because they got him some protection, you know. So right. it's almost like a spoiler –
1: yeah, no, he – total Wingo spoiler. Made,
0: yeah, Trey Wingo made reference of it. It was like, well, we kind of knew it was an offensive line. <laughs> after Kamish gave a spoiler. But I thought that was – I mean, obviously it wasn't scripted. And, you know, Goodell didn't know the camera was on him just yet. And with the setup they had and what they were doing, it was real. I mean, it was it oh, was Yeah, for real. sure. Um,
1: Yeah, that aspect of it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but top ten no shockers you didn't you didn't like the lion's pick, you said
0: i it's not that he didn't like it. I thought they had other needs. I guess that's the the old n f l adage do you draft best player available, or do you draft need? Me? I mean, there's probably pros and cons to both methods, but I mean, like if you have a Tom Brady in his prime. Do you take the best player available who might be a quarterback? Or do you say, okay, well this is we actually need to address our edge ad rusher, so I'm gonna take the edge rusher, even though you know, right. you know you know, so um I just I just didn't I thought the Lions had especially after they just got I mean they just got rid of big play slay. And right. you know, maybe Acuda. I think that's how you pronounce his name, isn't it? Akuda.
1: Uh-huh. Correct.
0: You know, maybe he'll end up being better than Slay, but I mean they had Slay in their, their grass, so
1: Right, yeah. I don't it's yeah, who I think it was um um oh my god. I'm having a senior moment right now. Um ESPN, analyst. Um Chris Mortensen, Daniel nope.
0: Jeremiah go. Nope.
1: nope. Uh, black guy. I like him a lot.
0: Oh, that had the electronic football game up in the upper left. Well,
1: anyway, anyway. Needless to say, I when I stop trying to think so hard of his name, I'll I'll remember it. But you know, he made he made mention uh, at one point that you know, and it was a couple of quips here and there in the weeks leading up to the draft, how inapt the Lions have been over the years, and in getting the pieces and parts that they need you know to to get a well-rounded defense offense um so not that he's not a good player but like you said um you know could they could they have gone in a different direction probably um you say you talk about the you know the probably the biggest narrative after the first day was the um was the green bay packer pick everybody couldn't stop talking about that
0: oh the the quarterback
1: yeah, yeah I,
0: you know, and a lot of a lot of the talk on that, which is baffling to me, is like, "Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed," and you know, him and Lafleur never got along anyway, and yeah, yada, yada, blah blah blah. And, you know, but it's like, when I mean, don't you take the predecessor to an existing commodity before mm-hmm. the existing commodity is gone? Yeah, and now he can come in, and there's no pressure on this kid to come in and you know, play right away because Rodgers is there. It's Rodgers' team. It's Rodgers – you know, Rodgers not going to play forever.
1: Well, no, it was two days later that then all of a sudden, you know, it started spinning in in the opposite direction where, you know, Rodgers was drafted when Favre had two years left. And right. actually, you know, so Rodgers uh, – Favre was a mentor to Rodgers, and, and then I either read or saw um, a soundbite that, you know, Rodgers is actually he appreciated that to the extent that he wants to make sure he's a mentor to whoever's coming next so um the backups that they have um according to the experts are truly backups uh maybe don't have starting quarterback talent and you know so love might be the guy
0: right you know so I, but wasn't it a little bit of a reach to take him in the first round? I mean, was he wasn't going anytime soon, was
1: he? Um, I mean, look how, look how I'm no Mel Kuyper. I'm, I'm I'm no I'm no Mel Kuyper, but he he might have last he might have lasted until the Packers' next pick, which, at the top of my head right now, I can't think of when their next pick would have been.
0: Well, but shit though, Jalen Hurts didn't, and I've uh, bet a uh, buddy of mine um it'll be a running whoever has the better year the other guy has to buy lunch with drinks is uh I actually think Jalen Hurts is going to have the better career than Tua I mean so why if the Patriot the Patriots if the Packers aren't going to if they're looking to replace Rodgers you know why not take you know because Jalen Hurts went to the Eagles in the fifth round right and so you know why didn't the Packers take Hurts in the third round and then drafts a need in the first round.
1: Yeah. But, Unless they thought another team was going to steal them. And, and they were really – that was kind of their thing was to follow that whole predecessor model.
0: Um, they, the NFL did raise $100 million for COVID-19 relief fund. Now, now I don't know exactly how it's going to be dispersed, but um, – and I think it wasn't the highest rated draft. I don't know about the entire draft, but I think Thursday was the highest rated draft in history for, you know, cause nobody yeah. else is, there's nothing to do. So, <laughs> right. so um, and then uh, the most mind bending stat, fact, not even a stat, it's more of a fact that I heard from the draft and it's mind boggling. For the first time since 1967, so that's what math guy 33 53 years, a member of the USC Trojans defense was not drafted. What they had had a, they had a, had a member of their defense drafted every year since 1967.
1: Wow! No, no, I didn't members, hear that.
0: No member of the Trojan defense was drafted. That—that's baffling. That a school can get a member of the defense drafted from 1967. Well, this
1: that's is pre- another. This is another one of your. Uh, this is another one of your uh, calls. Another one of your premonitions, because in the fall when we started this pod, you were saying how how bad the Pac-12 sucks. So.
0: Hey, good call. Good call out. So, yes. Hey, champ, right? And that's the beginning of the end. (laughs) A USC player was not drafted in the NFL. Um, Any other thoughts on the draft before we raid old peanuts and Cracker Jack?
1: Just one. Just uh, for those people that aren't aren't in the know or haven't looked this up, it's kind of cool. Just how the NFL draft started. Um, I believe it was 1936. Before that, players just signed up with whoever, whoever was going to pay them the most or, you know, if it was a better location or better bennies or whatever. And so, you know, the good teams got better and the weaker teams that couldn't really draft anybody got weaker. And so the Eagles owner, Burt Bell, he he proposed that, he proposed basically what is this current, you know, draft uh, process. Um, But it was interesting, you know, when you read about it, Um, the first draft had nine rounds. It was increased to 10, uh, in 1937 and was expanded to 20 rounds by 1939. And then they had one twist that was kind of cool because there's probably, for some reason, there was still some disparity between the teams. Uh, it says here in 1938, 1939, only five teams that finished lowest in the previous season were permitted to make selections in the second and fourth round. So hopefully, you know. And so, so in the second round, if you are one of the five worst teams, uh, those five teams were the only ones that made picks.
0: But I probably, I guess, to uh, in a, an attempt to even balance out the competition.
1: Yeah. So, for in, sure. a, in
0: a sense, that was like a second first round pick. Yeah. For those for those five teams.
1: Yeah, I think, but, they should,
0: I think they should actually do that now almost. That that's, actually, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a decent idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they could. Although,
0: you know, it would really wreak havoc in the NBA, you know, because the NBA, you would <laughs> have teams starting to tank like right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. right. Yeah. So. Uh, there's some more backstory to that that's kind of interesting if you like how things like that, you know, begin. Uh how Burt Bell got pretty desperate. Um anyway, yeah, let's rate this.
0: All right. Um pleasantly surprised, Dave and Mike. Although I I can't give it the straight up 5 that Mike did. The flavor was rich. I mean, it was a rich bold Captivating flavor, if you will, and you definitely tasted. I tasted more peanut than I did the caramel of the Cracker Jack, you're right? But it, it wasn't Agreed. overpowering to the fact that you were like you're uh drinking it, your dessert, um, Mm-mm. you know. And again, I, I honestly, I'm sure I couldn't drink this. Well, I'm, <laughs> sure, I anything, just, I'm sure I could drink anything all night, but uh. <laughs> It's very rich, yeah. Great flavor, not overpowering. I'm going to come in slightly under the untapped 4.04, and I'm going to go a 3.88.
1: Hmm. All right. So, with your coffee, Mike, are you a creamer guy or just a sugar guy or what? Black. Okay. Black. So, I would say for those of us that put some kind of a Creamer, chocolate, need something with our coffee. If you get a really good coffee with just the right amount of creamer in it, and, and that this is, I'm not saying it has a, a, a an overwhelming coffee taste, but that's what I'm, I'm tasting this and looking at it, and I'm just really sitting back and enjoying myself. It's not overpowering it's not too sweet it's not too bitter um, i can see why he gave it i can see why he gave it the 5.0 mike gave it a 5.0 right yes yeah i don't know if i could give it a 5.0 but i think um, and this goes back to us maybe possibly rating you know when we compare ipas versus porters and stouts and you know some of the other beers it doesn't seem but in terms of the the stouts and porters we've had, this has got to be my best one. I'm going four point four five. Oh, look
0: at you! That's the highest rating on the pod, I believe. Because wasn't my four point three three of I hate no. Mondays.
1: You had no four point. Um, you had a four point four on the um, helmet breaker. Helmet breaker.
0: Okay. And then four point three three on I hate Mondays. Okay. Yeah. But four point four five is a new high rating.
1: Right. I'm just I'm every 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 drink I have of this, it's just better.
0: All right. But hey, shout out to at Kirch Daddy. Follow him on Twitter.
1: Kirch Daddy, winner winner, chicken dinner.
0: All right, Dave. Well. I was nervous about Peanuts and Cracker Jack, and we were both very pleasantly surprised you scored it higher than I did, and I think I'm even a little more nervous about selection number two, simply known as Jalapeno IPA from the Masthead Brewing Company from Cleveland, Ohio, 1261 Superior Avenue to be exact. Uh, Untapped rating 3.77 It is 6.8% alcohol, and the IBU's the ever-famous, or is it infamous, NA. We are pleased to present one of our fan favorites, Jalapeno IPA, brewed with fresh jalapenos. The fruity notes from hand-selected American-grown hops pair well with that unmistakable aroma and flavor. I kind of stuttered that word out. All backed up with just the right level of spiciness. All right. Uh, All right. Here Here we go. Let's see.
1: I knew I saw the pint, so I had to get the Pelforth glass.
0: And the color is that of, it's got a little bit of the IPA haze to it, but.
1: A little course, bit. Like you said, like it, yeah, almost like a lager.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It almost looks like a Budweiser that we just poured there, but it's got a little bit of the hazy.
1: Yeah, too. now that you're sure.
0: Don't really smell the jalapeno, but let's give this bad boy a whirl.
1: All right, cheers. Years. Oh, didn't hear it.
0: Oh, there's that. There's all <laughs> opinion. Like not overpowering, yeah. though. I mean, and,
1: and no, not at first. I was saying, I was thinking at first, like before, you described it like. The front of the palate was like, "Hey, this this is all right." And then the jalapenos hit the back of the palate. And you're like, "Ooh, wait a minute."
0: Yeah, and there's definitely you definitely taste the. I mean, it's not the burn of a jalapeno. No, no. You you get the flavor of the jalapeno.
1: Correct. So, yeah, you don't get a spicy burn,
0: but the flavor is definitely there. Um. Been you know in uh shutdown, been watching a lot of TV, whether it's Amazon Prime, actually not even TV really, the platforms on the TV from Netflix to ESPN Plus to Amazon Prime, um and when and Hulu push comes to shove and you can't get into another series always can fall back on Seinfeld versus The Office. The two goats, as far as sitcoms, are concerned, in my opinion. Agreed. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to declare a winner. What is the best sitcom? And how we're going to do it, Dave, is I'm going – Seinfeld – I'm going to lead with Seinfeld because Seinfeld came before the office. So we're going to lead with it. And in my opinion, Seinfeld basically had five characters. Yeah. George, George had his mom and dad in there. Larry David, Larry David played, um, George Steinbrenner. um, And there's others regulars that are on the show, but for the most part, the five characters, Jerry, Elaine, George, Kramer, and Newman. So what I want to do is I want to pit the Jerry, Elaine, George, Kramer, Newman of the office. Right. check mark to the edge of who is, who played the role better to determine the goat of sitcoms and to our listeners out there. I mean, if you happen to uh, be a cheers fan or a friends fan or, you know, heaven forbid a, uh, what was the one with the, uh, Girls' school. They were in a, a spinoff of Different Strokes. Uh,
1: facts and, of Life.
0: Facts of Life. They, <laughs> they, if you think Facts of Life is the goat by all means. Hit us up on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to do. I mean, you're probably going to get shut, shot down if you think Facts of Life uh, <laughs> is the greatest sitcom of all time. But hey, no. you know, <clears throat> as of now, it's still a free country. So I guess if Facts of Life is your favorite, but for my money, it's The Office first. Seinfeld so Jerry the lead role in the uh in Seinfeld in my opinion the Jerry of the office is Jim who is your Jerry
1: that that is I would agree all right he's the he's the stable center of everything that happens around the office
0: exactly so edge Jerry or Jim what character do you vote for as being the better character? You know, not the actor himself. I'm not talking Jerry Seinfeld versus uh, the guy's name escapes me.
1: Uh, but anyway, Jim. You mean John mean uh, John Krasinski? Is that, yeah.
0: I'm not talking Jerry Seinfeld versus John Krasinski. Because John Krasinski is probably a better actor. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about the character.
1: Jerry the character. Yeah. I, who's better? I think Jerry was a better, like, central shine the spotlight on that person. Um, But Jim always, no matter if the storyline shifted away from Jim, I guess that's the biggest difference of the office is sometimes he wasn't even hardly part of the story. But it always seemed to spin back to him. He had some kind of hand in, in some of the tomfoolery or some of the, you know, whatever was going on.
0: Agreed. But if you're voting where, like, if you're going to put a check mark on one side of the ledger, are you going Team Jerry or Team Jim? Jerry. All right. So two check marks for Team Jerry. All right. Elaine. Elaine Bennis. Who is the Elaine of the office?
1: Well, Pam.
0: See, I knew we were going to get some debate on this one. Really? So now, in my opinion, I think the Elaine of the office is Angela. Okay. And the reason is, yeah, Pam is a focal figure. I get that, but Pam is more of the roll along with the punches. Doesn't like to rock the boat a lot. Yeah. Her and Jim are in some uh, pranks and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. But Angela's character is, doesn't take shit from anybody speaks her mind. One episode, you know, Phyllis, was blackmailing her with the, uh, you know, yeah. the white, yada, yada, yada. But for the most part, Angela speaks her mind, takes no shit, takes no prisoners, and tells it like it is. And I think that's Elaine to a T almost.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. But it just Elaine was so like out there, just goofy, would do some really dumb, dumb stuff. In some of the episodes, Um, so yeah, I can see where you're going with with that.
0: All right, so but I'm, I'm not. We're not arguing who's right or wrong. You say Elaine is Pam. I say Elaine is Angela. Who's the better character?
1: Oh, Elaine. All right,
0: so another double check, Team Seinfeld. All right, Jason Alexander's character, George Costanza. Who is mm-hmm. the George Costanza of the office?
1: See, this is where it gets tough. Um it's either it's between Michael and maybe you could say Dwight. Um I'm going to go – I guess I, 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 I'm going to put my stamp on Michael. That's the George Costanza. All
0: right. Now, there are other ways you could have gone with that, but I'm I'm glad you didn't pick Dwight because I, I don't think there's any way George and Dwight are the same. But I, too, have Michael as the George. Even though, I, you know, in theory, Michael's actually the lead character of the, of the office, but I actually don't think so. I, I mean, I think Jim is actually the lead character. And not to mention the fact that uh, – Michael left with, you know, only after 140 episodes. And I think the office lasted 188 episodes or something like that. But I, I too agree that George is, uh, Michael Scott, yeah. the George Costanza of the office now. Cause they're just like, he does so many stupid things. I think the characters are equal. Um, that said, I've got to go team office on that character.
1: I agree because if you look at if you look at Seinfeld, could Seinfeld go without George? Maybe maybe not, it's very debatable. But could the office could the office have been as successful as it was without Michael? No way.
0: Actually, It goes in that, in, it goes in, nowhere. I i uh, I agree with you 100% on that and I will tie that in on our closing arguments of this of this uh little segment here okay your honor here's the one i struggled with a little bit (laughs) and i'll tell you why all right so kramer who is the kramer of the office i think there Uh, are two ways you can go with it
1: do you want me to tell you my two people that i think it might be sure Okay, so one, obviously, is Dwight, is one possible.
0: Exactly. Who's
1: your other? The other one, (sighs) I thought when Ed Helms came in there as Andy, I thought he might, you know, like he's almost a Kramer.
0: All right, fair enough. See, I didn't consider Ed Helms as one of the original.
1: He's not, but –
0: Exactly. No, no. Uh, yeah. That was, I've missed, i missed word of that. Obviously he wasn't one of the original, but I didn't consider him as because he wasn't in all as many episodes. I had it down to Dwight. Yeah. And I went with, cause we're going to, we're obviously going to be different because you had it down to two and you don't have my other one. So I'll give you, I have it down to, and I'll take slack if the people disagree with me on this. The office version of Kramer, in my opinion, is Creed. Creed Bratton. What? The, 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 just the goofy, the stupid shit that Creed says. Like when he, you know, the just, that's vintage Kramer. Now, yes, Creed did not play the role that Kramer did, although Creed was in every episode of The Office.
1: He was? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Eighty-eight episodes of The Office, he didn't have the major role that Kramer does. I get it. But just some of the stupid shit that he says, like, you know, like when he was stealing, he just was going around stealing. Oh, yeah, I steal people. And then just, just <laughs> and he would think. And when they would go in the room and it was just the camera interview, um, you know how they would talk to just the camera and like... Yeah. To, and that reminded me of Vintage Creed. So... I go Kramer and Creed. So who did you choose between – what's that album's character's name? Um, Andy Bernard. Andy, Andy. Did you go Andy Bernard or Dwight? Dwight. Okay.
1: Just because he played such a central role and he was just – he was in the mix and created havoc and, you know, so – but, again, I – if Michael Richards doesn't play Kramer, I don't think Seinfeld is as nearly as big as i I think he play I think Kramer even though he wasn't considered maybe a I, he's a main character for sure but maybe not as big as George in some people's eyes but I don't think if he doesn't if he doesn't come into that room like he does and have all the oh, quirky
0: oh for sure yeah i I think we both agree that easily a double check for team Seinfeld on the Kramer. Yeah. No matter right. who you, no matter if you pit him against Creed, Dwight, or Andy Bernard. I think Kramer right. beat them all. All right, now our final category, and this is why I went Creed versus Kramer. Um, who is the office version of Newman?
1: Um, hmm. The office version of Newman. That would have to be. Well, see, here's here's now I'm in a dilemma because now I'm looking at Dwight, and Dwight's the antagonist in the office. Bingo!
0: (laughs) That's why I went with because I thought I thought Dwight fit Newman, even though Newman's not as central a character as Dwight. Right. The antagonistic factor that Dwight played versus Jim who we both agree is the lead of the office, Jerry is the lead of Seinfeld. So I thought Dwight was more of a Newman character than he was a Kramer character.
1: But did but did Ed Helms character Andy, didn't didn't Andy come in later later in the in the seasons, but didn't he become kind of an antagonist as well? Wasn't he always trying to get Jim or get Pam from Jim or
0: he he was he didn't know that Jim and Pam were together, and when they uh, Jim and Pam, he knew who they were. He went on to the other redhead who they brought in later. Yada yada yada, whatever, whatever. But I think actually Ed Helms's character, Andy Bernard, is more George Costanza than Kramer uh, Newman. Okay. In my opinion. Right. But that's But I think I think. Um, but, yeah, I think that the roles of this, you know, obviously now Dwight, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and, you know, you can tell me what side you, you're putting your check mark on, but I'm obviously going team office with Dwight in the antagonistic role and being like the, you know, Jim's nemesis. Oh, yeah. Dwight I, and Jerry's nemesis was
1: Newman. If I would have caught on to that earlier, I would totally agree with you there for sure. And, you know, the way I had it, um, you know, definitely um, Newman's got it over Andy for sure. So, right. yeah. So, so, yeah, I would so, – so my check mark would go to Newman the way I originally did it. Okay. But, but I see what you're doing.
0: Right. Well, either way, so if we go Newman versus Dwight, it would be four to one Seinfeld. Or if we go Dwight over Newman, it's three to two Seinfeld. So that coupled with the fact that season ender, season or series ender, was much more enjoyable for Seinfeld, the way they ended it and wrapped everything up, tied it all together, versus The Office, which I I actually think, even though I watched them when they brought in – what what was it called sabre paper or whatever it was called and
1: oh yeah
0: michael, you know michael scott was gone and then they even brought in a couple other branch managers and i think i think the office went like two or three seasons too far too too long and, yeah and there were some good episodes of the office but nothing along the lines of seinfeld where you have the soup nazi oh right. the yeah contest, um you know yeah uh, you know.
1: yeah so what you're saying is when the office ended everybody was like yeah you yeah, know, hey hey that was good good show good you know it's about time but when seinfeld ended people were like shit yeah it's all no. <laughs>
0: it's, another turning point a fork stuck in the road by the way that was the song that was played on uh the this, this little 30-minute spot they had that led into the series finale. little little, little Green Day trivia for you.
1: There you um, go. Thank you. Hey, oh. I got a twist, though, before, before you go. I got a twist, though. This is one thing I was thinking. Who actually, as far as, like, the actual role itself, okay, uh, was Michael's role in Seinfeld?
0: michael's role in seinfeld
1: the boss who is most of the time clueless about what's going on
0: oh um are you going to go with uh
1: yes you you got him
0: no peterman
1: yep jay peterman
0: okay all right or the other one you could have went with is the one that george worked for that they the found the cancerous mold because of the <laughs> picture that he, he brought it out uh, what was his name like, i'm not too worried about it
1: <laughs> I don't remember. but I mean, I do remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember his name.
0: So, I guess... I'm,
1: but you don't know, you think I'm Jay gonna, Peterman did a good... Well, and oh, my, and sure. Michael?
0: Yes, exactly. I, I I like Jay Peterman. But he, Susie. Was, you know, then but then he I, wasn't in enough. The other episode, he you was know, Susie. But then who is a Susie girl? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I ever see you two together? <laughs> so... So I think, you know, all right, everybody, we're going to put it out there. Flights, football, and anything else has determined that by unanimous decision, the GOAT of sitcoms is Seinfeld. So why don't we rate Jalapeno IPA?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: And you know what? You're going to give your rating first, but I'm going to preface it by saying uh, at Kurt Daddy, he may just be responsible for picking all of our beers from Bella.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, third or fourth taste in, I'm not – I mean, it's got – still has great flavor. But the the jalapeno part isn't – jalapeno part isn't hitting me like it was in the first one or two. You know
0: what I mean? No, no I agree with you.
1: Um, yeah. uh, oh, I'm going first. I forgot. Yeah, is, um,
0: is, we'll the Let's go. Like, what
1: the hell are you staring at me for? <laughs> um, all right. So this this is actually – this is a New England IPA. Good flavor. Uh, it's not necessarily – it's surprising me I, that I like it as much as I do because I, I was – I was afraid I was going to make some kind of gagging noise when I took my first taste. I'm just going to go straight there, and and I'm going to go right with the untapped crowd and go 3.70.
0: All right, slightly below the untapped, and I'm not going to be too much different than you, but a little bit of our logic is going to be different because – you, you do have the hint of jalapeno, which I like, but it's not overpowering as we talk. And yet, it has that nice IPA flavor to it. You can yep. definitely tell this is an IPA. Oh, for and sure. It's got an app, and it's almost like a Butterfinger candy bar. You know, like when you eat a Butterfinger candy bar, and like an hour later you still have a piece of that toffee in your teeth and you're like, oh, I had that Butterfinger not too long ago. And you can still enjoy the Butterfinger candy bar. <laughs> yeah. That's how the jalapeno is. I, I've got the IPA flavor. And then, oh, okay, there's the jalapeno to it. I actually went 3.88 on peanuts and Cracker Jack, and I actually like this better. So I am going to score it a solid 4.00. All right, Dave, third and final selection of episode 19. A lot of pressure on at Kirk's daddy to be kind of like this pod's version of The Last Dance, you know, the ESPN documentary about Michael Jordan, because he could have like back-to-back three-peats, because right now he is five for five in stellar beer selections. So Agreed. Millennial hipster from Boss Dog Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Ohio, make it a, a, a back, you know, a, a another three-peat, because actually it wasn't back-to-back three-peats because Jordan went away to baseball and came back and then they three-peated again. But then this would be perfect a perfect analogy because we didn't have any of Mike's beers last week, so Mike three-peated, had some time off, and could yep. possibly three-peat again. So, Uh, The millennial hipster is 6% alcohol and 35 IBUs. So why don't we go ahead and crack this?
1: Also says it's hazy and juicy.
0: Who doesn't like something that's hazy and juicy? The traditional gold color of an IPA, hazy, just like the name. I guess
1: we'll
0: we'll see if it's juicy or not here in a minute.
1: Good aroma. Yes. Definite fruity aroma.
0: All right. Last beer, episode 19. Let's give it a whirl. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Yes. Clean. A, it one is. Of the, one of the cleaner IPA flavors you'll come across, I think.
1: You mean, what, what do you mean when you say clean? Like pure IPA? Because got, I've got i got some bitterness in here that I didn't have.
0: Well, what yeah. I mean by clean, because you know how I've always said to the, our listeners, IPA, even though it sounds like it's a negative, it's actually a positive to me. And I, I say it's the old soapy. Soapy taste to the IPA. Piney. But it, it's almost the dishwater soapy taste.
1: Okay. Right.
0: There's so, and um, there's no soapy taste here, so it's a cleaner IPA taste. Gotcha. I'm probably describing that properly. But then again, I'm not a professional beer taster. I just drink what gets me messed up. So.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I know what you're saying. It hasn't been... It hasn't been smoothed over by something to get rid of the bitterness. The bitterness is there. So if you, if you like a little bitter bite. Right. All right. So, Mike, what do we got, uh, what do we got in this segment?
0: Uh, we, we got a uh, plethora of things, Dave. First of all, I'm going to start you off with a joke. What's gray and comes in pints.
1: What's gray and comes in pints. Um, I I like, <laughs> um. did you say a plethora hefe?
0: yes I did uh, <laughs> now our, I know our loyal listeners are like wait a second segment three I guess they're going to stop doing on this day in sports after two measly weeks no just keeping you guessing on this day in sports, was moved to segment three tonight. Why? <laughs> Who knows? Because we can. Um, I'm going to tie this day in sports together because, like I said earlier to start the pod, I would have already given up on the Red Sox 20 times. My fantasy team, I would have told everybody, oh, it sucks. My fantasy team sucks. Because I'm, I'm the champ in fantasy football, fantasy baseball. As Balls of Glory owner Brandon King can attest, I'm usually sucking high tit in fantasy baseball. but um, And I would have already given up on my fantasy baseball team. So it's baseball season. We're heading into May, and yet not one game has been played. So got a few quick hitters on, uh, on this date, and I'm going to start it off with on this date, April 26th, 1995 so 25 years ago today the major league baseball season began after a lengthy baseball strike mm. so now obviously it's not a strike that's keeping the players right. off the field but and who knows if you know it'll be three weeks four weeks six weeks eight weeks whatever um April 26, 1912, 108 years ago today. Hugh Bradley, yes, everybody knows Hugh Bradley, the former Red Sox. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Became the first first player to hit a home run at Fenway Park. April 26, 1931, Lou Gehrig hit a home run. You're saying BFD, Mike? Who cares? Well, On that home run on April 26, 1931, Lou Gehrig passed a runner and was called out and thus was cost the AL home run title because he ended up tying Babe Ruth for the AL lead in home runs in 1931. Had he he not passed that runner, he would have beat Babe Ruth. Did he not
1: see him? Do you think think he just didn't see him?
0: Especially somebody as great as Lou Gehrig. You think that's a, that's a, that's a very rookie mistake for a guy of Lou Gehrig's stature to make just running by somebody. It's like, I, and, or, I don't know, maybe the guy dropped dead of a heart attack and he, didn't know it, he just ran by him. But yeah, that, I thought it was kind of weird too, but you know, according to my sources, it happened. Cause I wasn't, that, I'm old, but not quite that old. And then the last uh, on this date I have is, April 26th, 1961, 59 years ago today, Roger Maris hit the first of his 61 home runs in 1961. So nice. for all you baseball fans out there that listen to the pod and want, want us to talk baseball, we would love to talk baseball. There's just not a lot to talk about. So I thought I'd share some uh, on this days in the major leagues.
1: What do you have? I've got one on this day, 2017, Major League Baseball. What do you think? What do, you, do you have any idea what, what happened? 2017 on this day.
0: Three years ago today.
1: Yeah. Yep. This, this goes somewhat along with um, this day in sports that we had a couple episodes ago. You're not going to get it, so I might as well. I give up. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know it either. Gift, I'm going to pronounce his last name, Nomepi, becomes the first black African to play in Major League Baseball for the Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: Hmm. And that was only three years ago?
1: Yep. So, I mean, obviously he's an African national that they recruited to come over and play baseball in the MLB. Crazy, right?
0: Uh,
1: as um,
0: as Epic Alvin Nukelelelouche once said, <laughs> never heard of him.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't say it was a star or, <laughs> or an all star.
0: <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> oh, um, oh, what do we got before we go to the random questions? Or do you have any more on the stage?
1: Uh, the only other one was, uh, and it made me think about how bad the Miami Dolphins have been, but in 2008, do you remember who the Miami Dolphins picked in the, um, on this day, who the Miami Dolphins picked in, as their first, in the first pick of the draft in the first round? 2008. No. Jake Long. Michigan offensive tackle.
0: All right. And he and he was a mainstay. Yeah. That was that was a good pick. He was yeah. play.
1: It was a good pick. The Dolphins still suck.
0: He was the Dolphins first pick or he was the first overall pick?
1: I um hey you're take a first pick. Well, I you know what? It says the first pick by the Miami Miami Dolphins, but I assume that to be – why would you put that – why would that be significant? Who gives a shit? Who who cares if the Dolphins pick somebody in the first round? Why would you put that as this day in sports? So I assumed the Miami Dolphins had the first pick. Plus the fact that they've sucked for so long that, you know, it stands to reason that they probably did have the first pick.
0: Right, and that, even if he was the first overall pick, wasn't a bad pick. Jake Long had a good career.
1: No, not at all. Um, just didn't help him out any. Yes.
0: Well, I mean, you you, caught, you, you took me aback there for a second. I mean, he obviously helped him out. He was a hall. Well, not sure yes.
1: A gamer, but I mean, yes, so. yes, he I helped
0: mean, not him every, out. Not every team wins the Super Bowl.
1: No, I I understand, but the fact, it, but if you know they they had the first. Well, no, they didn't. Um, well, I know they had the fifth pick this year. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: uh... right. Um, but they haven't been,
0: who will be the bus by the way. But then again, keep in mind listeners, this is coming from a guy who said after whatever year it was of the draft, I, I said without certainty and without question, and Dick Fisher can attest to this. I said that Ryan Leaf was easily going to be the better NFL quarterback than Peyton Manning. So, I mean, I got that going for me. So, obviously I'm not quite the expert quarterback scout that I thought I was. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, you know, so um, cuz my 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 take on that draft was Peyton Manning, that's why he stayed in Tennessee for 4 years. I mean, he's a good college quarterback, that's it. Nothing special. And Ryan Leaf's going to be the better pro. Hey, at least I'm mad enough to admit what I'm wrong, right, Dave? Exactly. you got to give me some credit there.
1: No, I'd give you full credit for that. Absolutely.
0: Um, anyway, let's go to a random question. It's actually random questions. Number one. All right. Let's assume COVID at some time ends which personally, I don't think it ever will. I don't know how it ever can. So this is life as we know it moving forward, which by the way, I'm not a hypocrite. If I don't talk to any of our millions and millions of fans, when they see me out and about at work, it's not because I'm snooting obnoxious. It's simply because I refuse to talk to somebody I know while I'm wearing a mask. No, I'm not a hypocrite. I just do have to keep my day job. And most of the places I go in require my position to wear a mask. I feel emasculated, humiliated, and downright embarrassed to do so. The only plus to that is I've noticed when you've got the mask and you're wearing it properly over your nose and your mouth, if For all you wrestling fans out there, I don't know if you're familiar with what the Rock's favorite pie was. But if you happen to have sampled any of the Rock's favorite pie, after like an hour's worth of reading into the mask, you get to see, you get to, that sense of that smell that what you've been eating so then so I guess that is a plus that is the one plus of wearing the mask. Other than that, I, I find no plus to it. So, kids, all I say is if you're gonna wear the mask, make sure you brush your teeth and brush your teeth extra good because it's gonna stay with you in the mask because it's going right into your nostrils when you're breathing. That said, um that okay, yeah, back to the COVID <laughs> thing. Now, <laughs> let's say we had some time get back to things, and by the way. I've decided. Another side note: sports with no fans. Unless I'm in a fantasy league, I don't know if I can watch Dave. And the reason being is this: I watched on Major League Baseball Network today. It was called Only in Hollywood, and they redid. They were talking about Game One of the '88 World Series between the Oakland Athletics and the Dodgers. The Dodgers had no chance of winning. Kurt Gibson was injured and he came on and, you know, and I mean, the fans were going nuts. Uh, Dodgers down by one, bottom of the ninth, three to two or four to three, whatever the score was, man out two yeah. outs. <clears throat> And I literally have goosebumps on my arms watching something that happened 32 years ago. Fans going absolutely bonkers. And to play games with no fans. Is the equivalent of typically watching X-rated movies and then switching over to Cinemax after dark. Sure, <laughs> sure, you're gonna you're gonna tune in, but it's like it's, it's not the same, you know. So sports with no <laughs> fans. I just assume if you can't have fans, sports should be over as we know it. Anyway, finally, you know, too late now, but random question other than time spent with family, because obviously that's everybody's number one. So um, when, when this ever ends, give me one or two things that you'll miss about the the lock-in, the shutdown, the stay-at-home order. Other than time spent with family.
1: If you have to take time spent with family out of the equation,
0: well, yeah, because that's everybody's one.
1: So, um, I I on and somebody, I can't say anything, anything is so, yeah, <clears throat> so I can't say anything associated kind of with time spent with family. Exactly. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> there's no, right. there's nothing I'm gonna miss. I don't I don't know. Uh, well, no, well, no, because you know. I've probably exercised more, but that's because quite honestly, because Shelly's dragged me out of the, you know, she she's been the she's been the the force go to person to for the for the runs and the walks and uh um otherwise um I'm almost I'm almost gonna be hitting 180 pounds for the first time since college. Almost thirty years i' haven't i've just hit you know in my running running days when I was doing the marathons I got down to the low one sixties but um i've you know my healthy weight i bounced between one seventy 170 and one seventy five one seventy six but um I was just you know i got on the scale the other day just for shits and giggles and i was uh almost one seventy nine so yeah i don't even even that being said, with the with the walking and the running and the stuff I'm doing there, um, besides time spent with family, I can't think of anything off the top of my head I'm going to miss. I'm not watching any really extra extra shows or extra movies than I would be normally. Um, yeah, work's got me in front of the computer pretty much twenty four seven, not literally, but it feels like it. So yeah. No time with time spent with family wouldn't be my number one, but I can't, I can't think of anything else.
0: Hmm. How about well, yeah, you? I, obviously, that's why I ruled that out. So you're saying if I get along with my parents, I'm an idiot? No, you're an idiot anyway. If you say you get along with your parents, well, you're a liar too. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, I have two things that I came up with that I will miss. Number one. Um, just like organization around the house, stuff when you're when you're running here, running there, doing this, meeting this person for dinner, going out with that couple for dinner, doing this, doing that, doing that. Things pile up and you, I'll just get to it later. I'll just get to it later. I'll just get to it later. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, when there's nothing else to do, it's like, all right, well, do I really need that? Do I really? And no, Chuck, I have not got rid of my hat rack yet, but that's coming. That's coming because we, <laughs> we still got another uh, lifetime worth of shut in. So um, that's number one. And number two, where this wouldn't be applicable to you, but it's applicable to me, which I enjoy. I miss going to the gym. Trust me, don't get me wrong. I miss going to the gym. But the one thing of COVID that I will miss, I have a leased vehicle and i had oh. to, i pay, i paid extra because of my job so i had to pay i pay more cuz i get 20,000 miles a year and now during covid my mileage is i'm well 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 underpaid for the 20,000 and like the previous lease i had i turned the vehicle in at 60,099 miles or something like that and like they just kind of just waived the 99 miles I was over because it was so insignificant but right and 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 after the first year of this lease I was at 19,677 so you know right on pace for that 20,000 and now this is the second year of this lease and I think I've driven 2800 miles through let's say through april so i'm way you know so that's the one thing i will miss i you know because i don't put any miles at all on my car
1: that's um, a good point point. and before we
0: rate millennial hipster second random question this is totally random excluding when you were a baby of course and i'm not talking like a little shard or anything if you ever shit <laughs> your pants
1: oh not to my knowledge. No. Really? Oh, no. Really? I'm sure at some point I had some tracks, but...
0: Yeah, tracks don't count. I'm talking a
1: full-fledged. No, no I don't think so.
0: Oh, all right. Well, uh-uh.
1: You bl- um, but you you have?
0: Yeah, actually, <laughs> Black Flurry can uh, you know, attest to this situation um him and i went to the fashion square mall one time and he we're walking up to the you know we're getting ready to walk in the mall and i'm talking and then he didn't answer i looked behind me and he's in the vehicle and you know he's sitting in the front seat our listeners can't see us but you can because we're on zoom here dave but and he's got his ass not on the seat but off the seat and is like back resting on the seat and I'm like what are you doing man? He's I think I shit my pants we gotta go home. Anyway, fast forward to my <laughs> I met one of the accounts I deal with. I'm not gonna name names in case they're still trying to piece together the evidence of who shitty underwear we're in the, the dumpster, but I met one of the accounts we deal I deal with and you know I wasn't hung over. I wasn't sick. Nothing like that, and all of a sudden, I'm walking down, you know, the aisle. It just froze. I'm like, oh, and you know, you know how your stomach is gurgling everything? Just a sheer flat-out panic. Run to the bathroom, and as I'm trying to, you know, sit down on the toilet, it, it, it's it's evident that it, it was a, a failed mission. <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm thinking, shh, fuck, what do I do now? I mean, like, how do I? I, mean, I, I can't just throw my shitty underwear into the trash can because it's a small place. So how do I get out of this? And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? So I'm like, all right, you know, you know I'll have to rent some out. And then, you know, so I rent some out, you know, I kind of put them in my coat pocket. And I go out to their dumpster outside, throw my underwear in the dumpster. And then, uh, proceeded about my day. Felt fine the rest of the day. So I wasn't sick. I wasn't hungover. It's not like I've been drinking oh or anything. My God. It was just one of the, you know, something, you know, maybe a uh, a, 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 uh, what, what did that George C. Scott say in the Christmas Carol, uh, a, a a rotten piece of beef uh, a, a rotten tomato whatever he said as yeah. food, but uh, I don't know yeah I, so, oh i I've
1: was, done the green apple quick step plenty of times, but I don't think i've I've filled them
0: oh yeah this was, it was a blatant it was like, oh you know, and the, you know you can't just walk out of a place with shitty underwear in your pocket <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a plan b.
1: So after we sign off here, I better get my plan B together in case that day happens. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but All right.
0: Let's rate millennial hipster. I'm going first. I'm the host. So I get first and third. Like I said, attaboy to at Kirch daddy, three wonderful beers. I'm gonna say I like jalapeno IPA the best of the three though that boss dog versus penis and cracker Jack penis and cracker Jack was three eight eight uh. <laughs> you know I'm, I am I'm actually gonna go with the porter even though I'm an IPA guy the richness of the peanut and cracker jack. I'm going to go 385.
1: All right. For
0: millennial hipster, as the flavor of penis and cracker jack was a little bit better than Millennial hipster.
1: This was good, but like I said before, or like I have said before in the pods, or, you know, for our. Million and a half listeners that are that are listen regularly, uh, they know, you know, my palate goes more towards uh you know the fruitier like the juicy haze type. Um, if the the jalapeno had enough flavor, but it also you know when you look at that, um, no, this has a this has a hazy juicy. I'm not getting it though. Like some of the other ones that have had that had that on the can. Or at least advertise that. I don't I can't get three point five out of my head. I think that's where I'm going with this. All right. Good, but didn't knock my socks off.
0: So but it was your least favorite as well. So we liked it but it was the least favorite of the three. So but it's Correct. still it's is credited with the three Pete for at Daddy. I think so. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a bad selection. But as I look down into my not a big deal glass, I see that I'm out of beer. And as a late great Stuart Scott once said, you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the heck up out of here.